full circle. Full circle. Hi, I'm Miss Wanda, and this is Full Circle. Girlfriend, this is a place where you and I can connect. It's a show that embraces a 360-degree look at womanhood. It's our voice, our perspective. It's what we care about, and it's how we feel. Empowerment through conversation is what it is. This is Full Circle. Happy Saturday, family. It's Miss Wanda, a little under the weather, but I'm here doing my thing Help spreading uh, information for you. I got some good information today, and it's for the people, mainly in the Oak Park area, people that um, need health and um, other services. We have guests from the Imani Clinic here today, and we are going to be talking about the event that they have coming up, the services that they provide, and all of the good information that you, right there in your neighborhood, you can get and tap into the services. Um, So I wanna just go ahead and introduce my guests. I have Dr. Shadi Shakiri. Um, She is the Section Chief of Breast Imaging at UC Davis. I have Yemi Lawrence, she is the Clinic Administrator, and Ms. Foxy, now you know every time I say your name, I'm gonna have to snap. Foxy Robinson, she is the health education and outreach program coordinator for the Imani Clinic. Like that snap, huh? I love it. (laughs) Welcome, ladies. Thank you so much for joining the show today. Thanks for having us. Thank you, Dr. Shadi. I was Shakiri. Are you there? Yes, I'm here. Okay, all right. Well, let's go ahead and get started with the show then. So Dr. Shakiri is the section chief, like I said, of breast imaging at UC Davis. Um, And we wanted to just touch on breast cancer. Like I said, the Imani Clinic has an event coming up next weekend. But we want to touch a little bit about breast cancer statistics, why screening is important, and some of the differences between survival rates when it comes to cultures. So, Dr. Shakiri, let's start at the very beginning with this, the epidemic of breast cancer in itself. Yes, yes, yes. First, let me thank you for giving me the opportunity to reach your listeners on this very, very important topic. Um, Breast cancer is the leading cause of cancer in women. It it affects about 250,000 women uh, in the United States every year. So this year, more than you know, 250,000 women will be diagnosed with breast cancer. And what's even um, more um, bothersome is the fact that there are more than 40,000 women who will die of breast cancer this year. Wow. And what we've been trying to do with breast cancer screening is to decrease these numbers of deaths due to breast cancer. And since the 1990s, We have had breast cancer screening programs in this country, and with those screening programs, the numbers of deaths due to breast cancer have been decreasing. And this is what I want to get out to your uh, listeners today, Mm -hmm. the importance of screening in cutting the risk of dying from breast cancer. So what is screening? Everybody's heard about mammograms. Everybody sort of cringes when they hear about mammograms Mm -hmm. because everybody knows that they're not the most pleasant experience to have. But the good news is that it's a very short exam and it's something that it's a gift you can give yourself by 
going um, to your doctor, going to places like the Imani Clinic, and taking advantage of events that can put you in touch um, with decreasing your risks for breast cancer and then having screening done so that we could have the chance to know that you're okay this year and we keep screening and if there is a cancer there, we can pick it up way, way before it's um, felt by your doctor or felt by, by the patient, by women out there. So the mammogram so, really is more effective than we give it credit for. Yes, absolutely. So uh, mammograms are just x-rays of the breast. They're very low-dose x-rays. Mm-hmm. And so with these pictures that we take, we can pick up tumors um, up to somewhere about three years before your doctor would actually feel it. Oh, wow. And so when we pick these cancers up when they're so small, treatment is very, very effective. And so, you know, that's how this works. We want women to, if they're going to have a breast cancer diagnosis, we want to pick it up as early as possible because treatment has its best chance of working. And then there's less toxic effects of treatments because you won't need more advanced treatments when, uh, you know, when you've got earlier stage breast cancer. Mm -hmm. And so that's why it's so important to have screening. So we've been doing really well um, in terms of having screening, but we're not quite there yet. We're not reaching all women. And there are still significant differences um, between uh, races and regional disparities. So African-American women, for example, um, or women who live in rural areas um, or in areas where they have less access to medical care. These women tend to do worse with breast cancer. So I'll give you some, some statistics. African-American women are 42% more likely to die from breast cancer than white women. Um, African-American women are two, have a twofold higher risk of having more aggressive tumors. So these triple negative tumors, for example, that you may have heard about. Mm-hmm. Um, African-American women are less likely to be diagnosed with early stage or stage one breast cancers where cancers are very treatable. But when they are uh, diagnosed with early breast cancers, African-American women are twice as likely to die from breast cancer. I mean, these, these numbers are just staggering. So we have done, as I was saying, we've done a great job at decreasing deaths due to breast cancer by screening, for example, in white women, the rate of de- uh, deaths due to breast cancer have dropped by about 40%. So when you look at how we've done in African-American women, we haven't done as well. We've dropped the death rates by about 23%. That's significantly less. Um, and we can do better. Now, we have other, uh, other segments to talk about as well, other women. Hispanic women, for example, Mm -hmm. they're less likely to get breast cancer or die of breast cancer than white women, Hmm. but breast cancer remains the leading cause of cancer in Hispanic women as well. And when Hispanic women are diagnosed, they're likely to be diagnosed later in life. And some of that is thought to be due to um, lack of access to screening. Mm -hmm. And so what that does is if you're not screening, you're affecting your survival rate, say, at five years. That's less and lower um, than women who have better access and who are getting diagnosed earlier by screening and finding lower-stage cancers. 
So what the American College of Radiology and the Society of Breast Imaging, these are sort of the specialists, um, the experts of breast imaging. Mm -hmm. What we recommend are that all women start screening at age 40 and that they get screened every year. But something else that's really, really important are that all women, particularly African-American women, should be getting a risk assessment. And this is done um, by um, by a primary care provider. You know, we could, this is something we could assess at Imani Clinic. We could assess the risk that these women have of developing breast cancer mm. during their lifetime, and thereby we could start screening them earlier. And we recommend that this sort of screening assessment for screening starts at age 30. So, you know, this is something that I would say to your listeners out there, um, no matter what we do, no matter what we're struggling with in our daily lives, all of the work that consumes all of us, whether it's taking care of your family or going out there and work, this is something small that can have a really big impact um, in your life. And so you want to um, do this one thing for yourself. Once a year, it's a short thing. You want to come in and get screened, and you can cut your risk of dying from breast cancer by almost half. Now, Doctor, uh, what, what type of um, considerations does the assessment, what, is, what kind of things do, does the assessment look at? So you're, to look at your, um, your risk for breast cancer, that's a great question. These are um, things, for example, your family history. So if you've had especially a first-degree relative with breast cancer, that becomes important. We want to know something about, um, you know, your own history. Some women who have had a history of breast cancer are at higher risk of having a recurrence of breast cancer. Some women have genetic predispositions. And so these are all things that we can, um, that we can ask about and um, find out, calculate sort of a risk score for women mm -hmm. and determine if someone is at higher risk of developing breast cancer. Oh. Um, so we, in addition to all of that, then you can also talk about prevention, which is something that the Imani Clinic really does try to advocate for and use education. Um, and that's really important as well in terms of how to, you know, um, diminish your risks of cancer overall, not just breast cancer, mm -hmm. by taking care of yourself, by um, uh, eating an appropriate diet, uh, not smoking, not drinking alcohol, um, so other ways of decreasing risk for breast cancer and all other cancers as well. So that means that lifestyle plays a pretty huge part in yes. the overall risk for breast cancer. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Obesity, for example, is one of those things. So mm -hmm. um, we know that um, exercise is good in terms of decreasing risk for all cancers. Mm -hmm. Obesity has been talked about as a risk risk for breast cancer and mm -hmm. so um, taking care of yourself in that way could de decrease your chances of developing breast cancer yes okay well doctor thank you so much for joining us for this portion of the program and giving us some very vital information and I know will you be at the event next weekend yes I will be it's my pleasure and I hope to see many of your listeners there well we look forward to meeting you at the event thank you so much Thank you very much.
This Bye-bye. is Full Circle. If you're just joining us, I am your host, Miss Wanda. Um, we're going to take a quick break. That was Dr. Shadi Shakiri. She is the Section Chief of Breast Imaging at UC Davis, and we were talking all things breast cancer. Our guest today, and she also represents the Imani Clinic. Our guests today are from the Imani Clinic. So when we come back from the break, we're going to dig into just what is the Imani Clinic and how can you benefit from their services. This is Full Circle. We'll be right back. Empowering women through conversation. This is what she does. She is Miss Wanda, and this is Full Circle. And we are back. Thank you so much for staying with the program. I want to thank uh, my guest, uh, my previous guest, one more time, Dr. Shahidi Shakari. She is the Section Chief of Breast Imaging at UC Davis, sharing some knowledge and wisdom with us about breast cancer rates and just the disproportionality of survival rates and occurrences and diagnosis rates for women of color, not just African-American women, but also of Latina women as well. So uh, it's so important to know your family history and to also make sure you get those screenings i know the mammogram is uncomfortable it is super uncomfortable but it's like five minutes uncomfortable versus having to go through a long extensive treatment Mm -hmm. so just putting that out there now we're back to my in-studio guest, Yemi Lawrence. She is the clinic administrator for the Imani Clinic. And Foxy Robinson, she is the health education and outreach program coordinator for Imani Clinic. Thank you so for joining me, ladies. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So let's talk about the Imani Clinic because I heard about this. Elicio, shout out to Elicio. Um, I heard about it from him probably about a year ago and have been including them on the calendar when I can. Um, but I thought it was a great program and I had never heard of it before. So uh, first of all, before we get there, tell introduce yourself to the listeners. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Yemi Lawrence. I am a fourth year uh, student studying global disease biology in the University of California, Davis. Um, and I'm also minor in history. Um, and so I've been part of Imani since my freshman year um, of college. Are you from Sacramento, Yemi? I was actually originally born in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. And so I and my family immigrated um, when I was around seven years old, and we have settled in Sacramento oh, okay. since then. All right, good deal. All right, Miss Foxy. <laughs> hey, y'all. My name is Foxy Robinson. I am a fifth year studying African African American studies and biochemistry molecular biology at UC Davis with a minor in professional writing. I got into Imani Clinic um, in my second year. I'm now you know my fifth year. Um, and I'm family. And family's from the East Bay, so like Antioch. So you said uh, professional writing. Yeah, yeah. So how do those two connect? What is what, what's the the correlation? Yeah. So there's like there's a lot going on here. It took me a while to figure this out. That's okay. <laughs> but like for me, I really like to be able to find science. You know, like research it and then kind of like be able to distribute that information to other people. Because like when you go to like science um, events and stuff, it's usually scientists around there. Like how does that information about the people who like influence and inspire that kind of work get involved in that picture too okay so i think writing is a great way of making that accessible to anyone you know you could just post it online and then someone can see it right and writing it in a way that us lay people can understand exactly yeah so it's a it's good to be able to know both jargons so that you can break it down Right, right so do you want to go more into the research aspect of of medicine or like where do you where do you ladies want to go with your medicine i heard your majors but where is it that you want to go ultimately you're almost ready to graduate yes 
Where, where do you want to go with your with your uh, careers? Hopefully looking into more community health and okay. just a community focus. But I do have a special interest in global health um, only because of um, being born in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do have a special interest in that. But Imani's really opened my eyes to more of a community-based health and like really looking into um, following your patients and being with them mm-hmm. throughout the entire process. Okay. Yeah, I agree with Yemi, what Yemi said. Um, for me, I really want to do community-oriented research. So, like, when I'm studying a chronic illness, I want to mm. be looking into a specific community mm-hmm. and then working with them saying, like, all right, these are my findings based off the illnesses that you guys are seeing, based off of, like, specific factors or genetic um, things that you have going on, and then explaining that, exploring that with both the community and having them be involved in what I'm doing. I love it. Two very bright and intelligent young sisters in my midst. I, I, I feel like I'm not that smart anymore (laughs) it's all good so tell everyone about Imani clinic yes um, Imani um, is a student-run clinic nonprofit Um, we're part of one of the several student-run clinics at UC Davis or Mm -hmm. in UC Davis Um, so each clinic has their own special focus and Imani um, really focuses on the black community um, Mm -hmm. and we are located in the Oak Park area um, in in South Sacramento and so we provide free primary care services um, to all people, regardless of insurance status or um, paper status. Um, and so we just provide um, basic free health care to anyone that walks through our doors. So I know the Imani ba- is based on four pillars. Yes. Um, can you talk about those uh, as part of the mission of the Imani Clinic? Yeah, so the four pillars um, listed um, we do have is the first one is to provide primary care and to provide primary care free of charge um, to anyone that walks in, regardless of um, race, regardless of age, regardless of any identifiable factors. Um, But it's also to expose um, medical students and undergraduate students to like the realities of providing um, community health care, especially with limited resources. Mm -hmm. And so it provides that early on. Um, education and experience um, for students who are trying and hopefully trying to become future healthcare providers. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, yeah, so it's just also build a relationship between um, medical students and undergraduate students um, in order to foster that relationship and help more people be able to get into the medical. So field. with with the Imani Clinic, do you have to live in Oak Park in order to get the services from the clinic, or can you be from any part of Sacramento? You can be from any part of Sacramento, any part of Sacramento. Yeah. Okay. We get a lot of folks from South Sac, too. Oh, okay. All right. So the clinic is open. It's open to everyone. Mm-hmm. Are there, there So it's the services are free of charge. Are there any stipulations, any qualifications, anything? You can just walk in the door and get services. You, you can walk in the door and get services. You walk in, get seen, walk out with yeah. your, like with some idea about what you have going on for like medical like care. Okay. All right. And that is do you guys provide medication services? Like what services do you guys provide? For sure. Um, so we generally just provide um, basically just primary care. Um, and so it's more of um, we do a lot of like lab re- um, lab results, a lot of um, prescription, medication refills, um, lab works. Um, many of our patients that do come through our doors are tend to be diabetic, um, diabetics or hypertensive patients. And so it's a lot of more um managing those chronic illnesses but Mm -hmm. also providing education and resources to help them manage um, their conditions as well so you do full exams yes 
all the preventative stuff. Yes. Um, and I like how you pro- you provide prescriptions as well. And I noticed that you guys do flu shots also. Yeah, yes, we do. We do. Yeah. Yes, we do. Um, in addition to that, just to add on, we do provide specialty clinics as well. So some of um, we do have just generous doctors who volunteer their time um, starting months mm-hmm. um, to provide specific um, more specialized care and so including that is like our cardiology clinic oh. so doing EKG exams and like providing more in-depth um, care and um, service um, by a cardiologist and also um, we do provide pediatrics care as well to do um, but those are those are just on a limited basis yes. those aren't all the time yes. how can we find out like when the cardiologist or the the pediatrician is going to be in the in the clinic. In clinic. Um, those, that information is provided in our website, imaniclinic.org. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you go on our website, we generally do post that, um, the first page you see, um, or in our um, specialty clinic services um, tab as well. Okay. All right. And do you also do some prenatal care as well or no? No. Okay. No prenatal. Not okay. yet. Not <laughs> yet. It's coming. <laughs> it's good. All right. But we also do like legal clinic where we have people who like want some kind of work with um, the law. Or if you have like you need advice about something going on, we have like workshops too. So like right now we have like a police and ICE encounter workshop. Mm-hmm. If that's like a, a concern that you have in your community or something that you or someone you know has had that kind of experience. This is a great way of getting your that information and even like knowing your rights as a renter because like some people don't know what they can and cannot do as like a renter, mm-hmm. you know, what that how to navigate that. So Foxy, you're the outreach coordinator, right? Yes. The health program health education and outreach coordinator. So you put those type of courses together, the 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 um the ICE course and all of those things, are those part of what you do or is it more health education related? It's more of special, one of the specialty clinics that we have. So like we have a coordinator for a legal clinic specifically oh, okay. and then she has a whole like team uh-huh. putting this stuff together, like, these workshops together for like starting um, our first day next, uh, next month. Uh-huh. So like we'll also be having it with the cancer screenings that we have going on. Okay. So there'll be like workshops about like how to get your rights and then how to like you know handle that kind of situation with police because that can be very sensitive. Okay, so specifically health education wise, mm. what are some of the courses that you or outreach things that you pr- uh, specifically are in charge of? Yeah, yeah. So for outreach specifically, we have like because we have like two components to it. So uh-huh. like one of them is like you'll see us in clinic. So it's like if we do have that patient coming in who's like I'm diabetic or like I have like high blood pressure I, or I want someone to talk to you about like how I'm doing with my health mm-hmm. then like you can be like well I want to see a health educator and mm-hmm. we'll see you right there we'll mm-hmm. talk to you about what's going on in your life if there's anything that's like affecting you personally or even mentally about something that, and you know figuring out what it is that we can do to help you get to a better health state and then in outreach, when we work with like Youth Explosion um, at the Oak Park Community Center, we have a bunch of different courses that we have. So we do like um, nutrition classes where we're talking to people about like how much are you eating? Do you know what, um, how much of your plate should go to like veggies and fruits, you know, versus like meat? Because that's something that people don't really yeah. don't really think about where it's like, oh, well, I just eat a big piece of meat. But it's like, actually, you should be eating the size of like the palm of your hand, you know, right? because you're you're overeating at that point. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really big part of it, you know, having that community space to just talk about like all things health. So we do like diabetes, nutrition, um, lifestyle, like exercise classes, too. We've had like Zumba classes in the past where mm-hmm. it's like people get up and move and then like find ways that they can do it at home, too. 
Um, we also do cooking classes because some people are like, I don't know how to cook this. Wow, right? really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've done like um, fajitas, chicken adobo in the past, showing people how to make it and then mm -hmm. giving them that recipe. So it's like, well, this is something you can take home to your family and mm -hmm. then you can also try it out with something new. Well, that's true, too, is that uh, because of the population that you serve, there might not be um, a variety of uh, knowledge around healthy foods or a way to prepare the same dishes, but in a healthier manner. Yeah. <coughs> oh, pardon me. Um, so that's really cool that you do that. How often do you do the cooking classes? So what we're trying to do is have it once a month. Oh, Okay. Uh, well, fun fun fact, we're going to have it twice this, um, twice of um, March. So we're going to have one on um, March 2nd, too, with the fitness class. So okay. it's like you're going to be working out for a little bit, getting your workout, and then right after we'll have a meal for you to oh, try okay. out. Nice. So it'll be a, it'll be a nice thing because mm -hmm. you do want to eat after you exercise, but now it'll be a healthy food that you can try out. Mm -hmm. And then the following week, March 9th, we'll have a cooking class, too, in terms of finding, like, healthy snacks and stuff that you can be eating, too, and That's healthy good. breakfast. Good. Very good. Now, you uh, mentioned earlier that you do see a large number of people that are either diabetic or hypertensive. Mm -hmm. You have specific classes for those populations as well? Exactly. So we have them going on, um, all, like, rotating. Mm -hmm. So we do, like, classes on diabetes where we focus specifically on that, and we talk about, like, well, should you be reading your nutrition labels, right? Because mm -hmm. a lot of times the foods that we eat, we're like, oh, well, if I have, like, one, that's totally fine. But you don't really know what you're eating, right, until you turn around, turn down the label and then right. see what's on there. You know, is there a high amount of sugar? Is there a lot of carbohydrates? Because those turn into sugars, mm -hmm. too. So then those are different ways that you can be looking at what you're eating and then how that's affecting your body. The other thing I think, too, is important is knowing serving size. So you talked yeah. about reading the labels. Mm -hmm. Knowing the serving size, a, a bottle of soda or a whole bag of chips, most of the times it's not of a full serving it's like one you know half mm -hmm. two servings or whatever but we don't pay attention to that as well so yeah reading food labels is really important i remember i was part of a study uh probably about five years ago at uc davis mm -hmm. where they did a, a study about people reading nutrition labels and they did a whole i mean like we were there for like two weeks going in every day and doing different things like how does this label read to you do you understand that this is this and all that and i thought that was really interesting that 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 was the time that the tide was turning in in upgrading our nutrition labels and stuff so i like that you have that for people because it's really important you know we do think oh yeah if i just eat this slab of meat and throw a couple of veggies on but it's also proportion size exactly. as well yeah good stuff and you had some other information that you wanted to share oh um, well, okay yeah <laughs> well one thing that i have here is called a food and exercise log you can get one at imani clinic we also are trying to put it onto our website so hopefully you can access it um but basically what it is is a calendar. So it's kind of like you saying what you had for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, or an interview exercise that day. Um, and that's a good way of tracking what you're eating and also how much. Mm -hmm. So if you're over here, eat, like for me, I'm eating banana pancakes this morning. Like mm -hmm. we had it on the, on the <laughs> right here. So that's something I'd put down for today, like breakfast, banana pancakes. And it's like if I'm always eating like banana pancakes maybe i should change it up you know yeah maybe i should get in some other vegetables you know or like um other fruits in my diet too mm -hmm. so i can get more fiber and then also get more um vitamins and minerals that we're getting from our veggies and fruits um and also maybe i should exercise to work out the, the banana pancakes that could be a thing right, too right, right. 
So it's a good way of you following up with how your reg your regimen is going. And if you want to make more changes, if you're eating a lot of chips during lunch, maybe try to switch it up with a maybe an apple or like a banana or something um, that's a little bit more healthy. And then you can start making small changes that way and keep track of them. You feel yeah. good after a while. Yeah, it is important to see, to visually see what you're putting in your mouth. That also helps you, like you said, to curb what you're doing and you really start to pay attention. And that's how the pounds come off. They say that uh, abs are made in the in the kitchen and not the gym a lot of times, <laughs> right? Have you heard that? Yeah, so you know, it's a lot of times it is what you eat. And again, it's that portion control. It's mm -hmm. making sure that, you know, that whole thing is not, is not one serving if it's not, you know, and mm -hmm. really being proportional about it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The good stuff. So if you're just joining us, this is Full Circle. I am your host, Miss Wanda. It's 97.5 KDEE, Sacramento's number one community station. I'm talking with my guest, Yemi Lawrence. She is the clinic administrator and Foxy Robinson. She is the health education and outreach program coordinator for the Imani Clinic. And in case you didn't know, the Imani Clinic is located at 3415 Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard in Sacramento. What are the hours uh, that you serve? Is it open every Every day, what what? Um, how does the clinic serve the the public? No, good question. Um, we are open only on Saturdays um, from eight a.m. to about two p.m. Um, and so we do take in a lot of walk-ins, but we also do make appointments as well. Um, so if you want to be guaranteed to be seen, um, we do recommend coming in, making an appointment, or calling in and making an appointment so mm -hmm. that we can have you scheduled in. Yeah, okay. we designed it that way because like a lot of families are working during the week, right? Right. So it's it's hard to find a place that's open on the weekends mm -hmm. so you can just go in and get seen when you have time. Okay. And and so let's talk about who's staffing the clinic. So yeah. is it all? You guys are undergrads. Is it all undergrads? Like who's working the clinic? Yeah, so there's like a three layers of um, staff workers, um, mm -hmm. the first one being the undergraduate students. And these are students from UC Davis, students from Sac State, who do a lot of the um, basic care of um, running the clinic. Um, so that's like doing intake or doing um, reception work or just um, talking to patients. And then on the second level, we do have medical students who are um, medical students from UC Davis as well. Um, and they come in and do the patient report and like go in and like ask the questions and um, do the um, patient history and background information. Mm -hmm. And then they would also then present to the doctor who's basically in charge for that day. And okay. it would basically be actually seeing the patient and signing off on the patient. So they kind of triage the patient and then the doctor br bring the report to the doctor and the yeah. doctor sees them. So there's just one doctor on premises. Yes. Yeah, so we do have we try to get more than one doctor, but many times we do only have one doctor, which is um, sometimes why wait time might be a bit longer or why it might um, we might not be able to see everyone, but we do um, have one doctor there for the okay. clinic day. So the clinic's open on Saturdays. Um, did we talk about time? Yes, 8 a.m. Oh. to 2 p.m. Okay, around. so you want to get there, because it's first-come, first-served basis, right? Yes. So you want to get there at 8 o'clock, 7.45, 7.30, like as soon as you can if you have an urgent matter or if you have a need that you need to see the doctor for. Mm -hmm. Do you guys ever have an instance where you have someone that should really go to the ER, and do you transport them? Yeah, we've had a couple situations where that has happened, and mm -hmm. it's a lot more just calling the ER and, like, having the patients get there immediately. Mm -hmm. um, and then hopefully um, 
follow up with them on just to see how they were. Okay. And then you mentioned that UC Davis has other student-run clinics as well? Yes. Yeah, so there's several other student-run clinics. Um, a few of them focus on different um, racial and ethnic population. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have a couple focus on like the homeless population and just other various um, areas of needs as well. Oh, nice. With Imani just focusing more on the black community. Okay. Good stuff. So if you are in, in, in need of medical services, you might be underinsured or or not have insurance at all. Can you have insurance and come to yeah. Imani? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> we open a door regardless of whether okay. insurance. So or, go ahead. <laughs> or with insurance as well. Okay. Sometimes so, the wait is long, right? If you're trying to get, like, you have insurance, and it's like, all right, you got to schedule an appointment, like, three months later. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if you need something now, like, you want to mm-hmm. do an STD test, we're here for that. Yeah. Wow. So you can go to Imani Clinic no matter what. No questions asked and be treated with the services that they provide. And they also provide, just to um, give you a little bit more on what they provide, they also provide uh, HIV testing as well. They provide, I'm going over here to it. Um, So we talked about full exams, preventive health care, prescription refills, health education, pap smears, pregnancy testing, HIV and STD testing, birth control prescriptions, and they've just added flu shots. Um, They have flu shots today, actually, uh, February 23rd, and then the next one is March 23rd. So you can get your flu shots as well. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk more about the Imani Clinic and how you can be a part of what's going down with them next weekend. This is Full Circle. I'm your host, Miss Wanda. We'll be back. It's not just talk when you put it into action. Empowering women through conversation with Miss Wanda. And we are back having a wonderful conversation with my guest, Yemi Lawrence and Foxy Robinson, both representing the Imani Clinic right here in the heart of Oak Park, 3415 Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard in Sacramento. Now, the clinic is open on Saturdays from 8 to 2, and they take anyone, okay, anyone. So if you need some services, then, you know, check out the Imani Clinic now understand they're only open on Saturdays and they're only open from 8 to 2 so you got to get there early if you if you want services if you want to be treated but they offer a lot of really good services for you like I said they have um I just lost my page here they have everything from the HIV screening to full exams they have preventive health care They do prescription refills, health education, and so on and so on. So check out their website, imaniclinic.org, to get more information. So before we went to the break, we were talking a little bit about um, how, um, a little bit of the support services that you do. And I want to talk about, so today is February 23rd. This is not a recording. This is live, real deal stuff. There's actually stuff going on at the clinic today. I was surprised that there's so much stuff going on today. So tell the audience because they still have time to get over there and participate. Yes, yes. Um, In terms of clinic services, today we do have our dermatology clinic. Um, February 23rd, um, we are providing dermatology services, um, anything skin, nails, everything related to that. Um, But we also do have an outreach community event um, called Demystifying the Health in the Black Community. Um, And then Foxy can more talk about that. Okay. Yeah, so one of our volunteers is like, I want to have more conversations about the black health so she put on an event she's putting on an event today from 12 to 2 30 p.m at 700 h street at the county of sacramento board hearing room 
So you're going to have a conversation with, you know, community organizations like Black Child Legacy and have, you know, give health resources for families, you know. And it's put together by Monty Clinic and Youth Explosion. So that's today, 12 to 2? 12 to 2. 12 to 2. Go ahead and go out there, 700 H Street, demystifying, give me the title again. Demystifying Health in the Black Community. Demystifying Health in the Black Community. That is going to be an awesome program. So you often do outreach programs like that, right? Yes, yes. Where you're having conversation and dialogue with the community. Exactly. Yes. I think the the main way we do it is through Youth Explosion and through that event. Tell us a little bit about Youth Explosion, because that, that's part of like an offshoot of the Imani Clinic, right? More of a partnership okay. with the Imani Clinic. Um, so Youth Explosion is a community organization in, rooted in Oak Park. Um, their more, main mission statement, more or less, is trying to break the cycle of poverty um, within the community and just doing so by empowering um, people with resources, with education, um, community um, organizations and leaders just... Um, provide resources and um, things like that. Yeah, it's like a space where you can get feel supported by the people around you. So it's like you can go sit down and have a breakfast at, like together at like sunrise breakfast on second Saturdays, mm-hmm. and you can go get some help about finding a job. Like you know, there's employment resources that we have there. Um, if you need to find a like, room and board, a house, like a place to stay, there's like um, we have resources from the Sacramento County coming mm-hmm. in to talk about these are some affordable housing options for you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like Section Eight things like that. Okay. We also do like clothing distributions with um, YXP Eight. Youth Explosion, where they give away like donated clothes, mm-hmm. and they also have a lot of like resources for families. So like each family leaves with a bag of food, so like fresh fruits and vegetables um, that you can have for the week, and then you. Can always come back and get an, get another bag okay so that's youth explosion it's a partnership with the imani clinic um they uh second saturday i love this they have a sunrise breakfast it's a community engagement program where along with healthy food demonstrations they have activities for children they have a hot brunch and it's where community members can be informed about what youth explosion is all about and their progress if you want any information about the youth explosion it's yxpunite.org so check out their website as well yxpunite.org and get all the information about Youth Explosion, which is a partner of the Imani Clinic. And did you want to say something? Oh, okay. (laughs) And I also wanted to talk about the I Hope, the Imani Health Outreach Program. That's your baby, Miss Foxy. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I Hope stands for Imani Health Education Outreach Program. It is a great way for us to work with the community on health issues that are like personal to them. You know, if there's something that's bothering you, or if you just found out, you know, you're pre-diabetic, or like your family has a history of a chronic illness, and you don't want to be part of that cycle, then this is also a way for you to get the information that you need and the help that you. Um, are looking for inside of clinic, outside of um, outside of clinic, at our outreach experiences with Youth Explosion, we have services um, for you. So like we do classes, um, we do cooking classes where we show people how to like make healthy foods and stuff. We've done like fajitas, um, chicken adobo. We've done jambalaya. Like we've done we've done a lot of different foods that people um, are eating in our Oak Park community, and then trying to make them a little bit healthier. So it's like maybe cut out the salt. You know, a lot of people are at risk of like getting high blood pressure. That's a great way of like um, avoiding that or finding ways that you can start cutting things out. Mm-hmm. Or if you're eating a lot of like fatty meats and stuff, maybe try to go for something leaner or like um, 
And if you are like feel like your foods are missing the flavor, if they try to go healthy, because sometimes people feel that way, um, why not adding some herbs and you know into, and spices into that into that mix? So it's like it's still tasty, but it's also healthier for you and your families. So we we try to promote that. And we also have like um, exercise classes um, through our Imani members. So we have like Zumba classes. We do like circuits where you work out different stations in different parts of your body too. Um, and those all run by our volunteers. So we just, I just put on the dates. They show up and teach the classes. Okay. All right. And so uh, March 2nd, next weekend, you yeah. have the fitness class coming up and you'll also have a cooking demonstration there, right? Exactly. So okay. we'll be doing, and so you can go to get your cancer screening and you can come in, do, do a little workout if you you feel like you want to work out the stress and then right after we'll feed you <laughs> we'll feed you too with um, with something well you know it, it's funny that you say that but talking about cancer can be stressful for people mm, exactly because it's, it's such a fearful topic so yeah you can t- go go to the class and then go work it all out and then get you a nice healthy breakfast and then you're good or yeah. healthy food exactly you know like sometimes people are at home trying to think of like how can I work out? How mm-hmm. can I how can I get started? And this is a great way of doing it. Yeah. We have classes every month about like fitness, different ways that you can work out different parts of your body. Even if you, you know, even if you are like differently abled and you can't move one part of your body, yeah. that's totally fine. We can find a way to work out the other part that you can. Right. And find a way that's like that you can start off with, you know, if it's like walking around your neighborhood, that's yeah. also a thing too. Yeah. Or even if you like dancing, we can totally make it work. Yeah, it doesn't take a gym membership just to get started. Mm-hmm. You know, just get up and walk or do something or, like you said, find a way to exercise. And then March 9th is a co- another cooking class, right? Yes, yes. So that's just a straight-up cooking class, right? Not the fitness, just on March 9th. Yeah, it'll be pretty sh- a straight-up cooking class. Um, they'll be doing, like, a healthy breakfast, um, like, and I snack ideas that you can be doing at home with, with your kids and stuff um, if you have them. And then afterwards, there'll be like a big sunrise breakfast with Youth Explosion. Everyone can be together mm-hmm. um, and just kind of like talk or just kind of like, you know, get to know other people in your community. Mm-hmm. So that's at the that's actually at the Oak Park Community Center, right? Exactly. Yeah. So the clinic is at 3415 Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. Mm-hmm. But the the classes, um, the I Hope classes are the first and third Saturdays at 930 at the Oak Park Community Center. Yes. And yeah. the great part is that they're both right next to each other. Oh, OK. Oh, good. Okay, perfect. Um, I wanted to ask you about your health education experience and how you got involved in becoming health educators or what what are some of the experiences that you've had being health educators? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, Even with the IHO program that we have with Imani, I actually heard about it in high school Mm -hmm. um, as a graduating senior. I think that's the one thing that draw me into Imani Clinic just in general, Mm -hmm. um, just because the value of health education and bringing that into your community and like sort of breaking like um, different views or like different views about what we may have about health and sort of like breaking that and like actually gaining the education that we need in order to understand like different healths that affect us and also like our community in general and so like I train because you have to go through a training process to become a health educator and so I took that training course um first quarter or first season with the Nimani clinic and Mm -hmm. then since then I've been a health educator um in terms of like having like meetings or like just having discussion time with patients um in clinic and um, I think one experience that I can remember um, would be an elderly patient, since most of our patients are elder, um, more on the elderly side. Um, but it was in one of our 
rooms and we're just talking about just different ways we can like um help for us to help in terms of like changing or improving her um lifestyle or just improving um eating i remember just talking to her and just um we're going through like the um breakfast for each day like Mm -hmm. breakfast lunch and dinner and she was like telling me oh yeah i would eat you know pancakes and like for lunch she'll eat like all her veggies and like Mm -hmm. fruits and everything and like i was like oh wow you're eating a lot better than i even eat (laughs) (laughs) as as a college student and so it just really it was interesting it was really Mm -hmm. fun just getting to know just who she is and just hearing her story because i think that's what more or less more important as an health educator is just Mm -hmm. being there and just hearing people's story and just talking to them and getting to know them i think that sort of helps with the healing process and helps with just um kind of getting with your or like first step in trying to change or mm-hmm. add to your lifestyle yeah yeah how about you foxy yeah for me i think um i came into imani coming in i'll get the focus on black health because i feel like that's not a topic that we touch on or like give recognition you know mm-hmm. like black people have made a lot of um contributions to healthcare, and mm-hmm. at the same time they haven't been getting a lot of help with the healthcare side mm-hmm. as well um so that really drew me in when I like first started clinic um, during my second year. Mm-hmm. I like I heard about this health education program. And I was like, what is that? And it's mm-hmm. like you work with the community specifically and build these plans, build these goals that people can mm-hmm. take and then bring back and then come back and follow up and be like, this is what I've done. This is my progress. Like, look how healthier I've become. And I was like, that's something I want to get involved with. So like I trained with Yemi um, during our first um, quarter here in Imani Clinic. Mm-hmm. And we started teaching classes the summer after. <laughs> Oh, wow. Um, and then we just, like, we've been doing it ever since. Like, I remember um, in the training, it's like we, we you come together with a bunch of undergrads, and you're there for, like, a whole quarter learning about, like, chronic illnesses, but then also how to work with the community. It's, mm. not, it's not enough to just have this information because then it's, like, how do you give it back to people? Mm-hmm. And then also how do you motivate people to make that change? You know, sometimes for people, change is scary. Right. It's, like... I've been doing this for so long. Like I didn't know I ha- I didn't know this was a problem, or like I didn't know that eating this certain way mm-hmm. was affecting me. Right. Or even like not exercising is a mm-hmm. problem. You know that that could be something that's contributing to heart conditions or even to like weight gain. Mm-hmm. And if you want to be losing weight or if you want to be like in a healthier shape, these are some changes that you can you can make and that are accessible to you no matter what your location is. Mm-hmm. And wow. I think that's why it's really important to have it be a lot more personalized. I think one of the f- one of the huge things we focus on is making sure the plans that we do work with our patients mm-hmm. is personal to them and something that where you work with them at where they are, at where they're at or mm-hmm. like working where they're at and yeah. like um, making sure that the changes is something that's actually feasible and like something that could actually be happening. Well, they're more likely to make the change when they're part of the process. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I had a patient, uh, a patient who came in. Um, he has like he has healthcare. He has um, you know like a family that cares about him, and you know he went to a clinic here in Sacramento, and he's um, you know they know he has stage four kidney cancer or kidney disease, kidney disease. Sorry, mm-hmm. um, and they just kind of told them eat healthy. But what does that mean? Mm. What does that mean to a black man? You know, like how how can he eat healthy? Like what is and be like in a healthier shape? So he came to our clinic and he was like, you know, this is something. I'm not a patient. I have I have health insurance, but I need Mm. someone to tell me what Mm. does eating healthy look like and what does that mean? So like I sat down with him. You know, I was like, what do you what do you eat? What do what kind of like do you exercise? And he was like, I kind of do push ups and stuff. And I'm like, well. (laughs) 
maybe let's work on something with like the whole body. You right. know? I mean, it's good to build muscle, but like at the same time, you got to get the whole body moving and right. stuff. Um, and what does that look like too? Because like when you have mm-hmm. that, when you're at that mm-hmm. stage, you're also um, affecting, you know, limited in terms of work. Like that was something that he was like that he was affected with. So I was like, what can, what is it that, I, um, what is something I can do that helps me be healthy but at the same time can can't get that income too so i was like maybe what about gardening and stuff you can Mm. create your own produce and Mm -hmm. then be able to sell it create like create recipes and build um meals that you can also sell around your community and still get that income so you can be healthy and then pass it on too yeah that's awesome i i would imagine that you get a lot of that kind of experience going into the clinic like that where you have people that have been neglected by other parts of the healthcare system that just want some advice, just want mm-hmm. some help, just point me in the right direction, mm-hmm. you know. And it's really unfortunate to hear people being treated, especially when you pay for health insurance, mm-hmm. to not be treated in a manner that's appropriate. Yes. Yeah, that's too bad. But he's gonna, he's on his way now. He's on his he way. Talked to Foxy, and she's got him on the right track. He is excited, and his daughter was like, "Oh, I'm gonna sign him for yoga classes. Like, yeah. we're getting this like garden started. You know, working with like the like the folks at home." too so it was, uh-huh. it was good very good very good um can you give our, our audience some tips some health tips just some information some basic health tips to get started living a healthier lifestyle yeah one one thing definitely about like how much salt are you getting you know like are, did you know that you're only supposed to get like a teaspoon of salt but then thinking about like <laughs> what does that look that. <laughs> what does that look like right because right. that's that's how much you're supposed to have a day but sometimes it's like and even then, you could have less, right? Mm-hmm. You don't, that is like, you know, you don't have to have, yeah, that, eat that much. Um, so, like, when you're eating a lot of processed foods, they're adding a lot of um, salt to it just to, like, preserve it. Like, mm-hmm. when there are preservatives, you're eating, getting it from the frozen food section or you're getting it from, like, a fast food restaurant, there's a lot of salt added to it. And what that can do is lead to, like, high blood pressure where your your body is working way too hard to just move blood through you. And that could be a problem. It can lead to other chronic illnesses. So really looking at your salt intake, your sugar intake, turning around those nutrition labels and seeing what is the content of salt mm-hmm. in there. Mm-hmm. And then another thing is like sometimes it's a little um, expensive to like be buying food all the time. So it's like we go to cans, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes the cans are also bringing in the salt. They're mm-hmm. packing it in, you know, just to preserve it as well. So it's like, how can you do that? So like one thing that you can do is take your canned food you can also buy low sodium, but even then, you can rinse out the salt. This mm-hmm. is a good advice that I've gotten from a nutritionist at the UC Davis um, school. We have like a student health and counseling center. We mm-hmm. she um, we have a nutritionist who comes in and like volunteers with us too. Mm-hmm. This is a great tip. Take your canned like veggies and stuff, rinse them out, get rid of that added sh- like sugar or salt that's added mm-hmm. in there, and you can cut it by half. So mm-hmm. that's a really good way of doing it. Um, even looking at like instant things, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, I like oatmeal, but I don't like to make it. So like I get the instant packs, right? And it's like, do you know how much sugar is there? You pour yeah. it out and like the rest of it is like sugar, sugar. right? Mm-hmm. So that's that's another thing that could contribute to like diabetes or other chronic illnesses. So it's like, you could always make your own, you know? So it's not that, you can add like sweeteners, like um, there's like stevia, that's a great plant-based um, sweetener that doesn't have any calories but still gives you that sweet taste if that's what you're that's what you're into mm-hmm. you can always use spices too cinnamon's a good one nutmeg mm-hmm. think about spices that you haven't tried or things that you do like you know figure out what it is that what kind of mixes that you like to have and make your own personalized blend you know when you yeah. want oatmeal 
combine that in and then add some some milk um maybe some like two percent you know that's usually a really good one Mm -hmm. and then have have that as a meal yeah i'm going back to the salt for just a moment understanding too that it's going to take your palate some time to adjust to not having as much salt so don't give up after a day or two and it's like oh my gosh i need salt just give your body some time to let some of that salt out of your system and to also allow your palate to change so that you will adjust to less salt because you can and then when you go back to something that's too salty then you'll be able to tell right away so just allow your body some time because there's some healing that needs to happen when you've overloaded your body with sugar and salt and all of these preservatives and things and you're trying to move into a healthier lifestyle it's like it takes your body a moment to adjust to this new normal so give your body give yourself some grace give your body some time to allow these things to actually shift within yourself and going off of that these changes don't have to be like oh you know what i'm gonna cut off salt the next day right right that's that's a little hard you know if that's something you want to do it's it's gonna be hard but what you can do is like make small changes you know like and then really and those changes add up and make a really big impact on your health and like Mm -hmm. in your quality of life so it's like if you're going to be cutting out salt or like you know lowering the amount of salt if you eat a lot of processed foods during the day like during your week maybe make one day where you where you don't do where you don't go for processed food you go out and make your own meal like Mm -hmm. um have you ever heard of meal prepping where it's like you 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 make a large meal because sometimes when you cook you end up with a lot of food Mm -hmm. so you could always like package it up you know and then kind of like eat it during the week so then Mm -hmm. it'll stay um it'll stay fresh or like Mm -hmm. it'll stay um in a good state and then you can eat it during the week and you don't have to go out and like go get processed foods or like get those like frozen dinners you know yeah, absolutely. Um, I want to, one more thing before we go to a break is I want to, and when we come back, we can talk about this. I want to talk about, because you're two beautiful, bright um, African-American young ladies, I want to talk about some tips that we can give our young people to get interested or share your story on how you got interested. You talked about it at the top of the show, but just a little bit again on how we can get our young people involved in the medical fields. Is that good? Yeah. All right. This is Full Circle. I'm your host, Miss Wanda. We'll be right back. Like and share our Facebook page at Full Circle 97.5. We are back. Thank you for staying with the program. This is Full Circle. I'm your host, Miss Wanda. We are having a wonderful conversation with my guest, Yemi Lawrence. She is the clinic administrator for the Imani Clinic and Foxy Robinson Health Education and Outreach Program Coordinator for the Imani Clinic. If you want to know, the Imani Clinic for another couple of weeks is going to be, is at 3415 Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard in Sacramento. They are open on Saturdays from 8 to 2 p.m. They take walk-ins and appointments and they service any and everyone. So if you need health care services, then come on out to the Imani Clinic. Um, you guys are moving. I just found that out. You're moving. Yes, Sorry. we are. Yes. <laughs> um, we are moving. Um, March 2nd will be our new location, um, 2415 Alhambra Boulevard um, in Sacramento. Um, and so we still will be offering the exact same services, um, but just in a new space, um, new location, and hopefully we will provide just better care. Um, yeah. for whoever. So it's right next to the Salvation Army right there. Um, you can also find our information by calling us. Um, we'll give you an update. And then also, like, it'll be on our website, too, imaniclinic.org. Yeah. And it, you'll also be able to service more patients as well, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So that's a good thing. 
That's a good thing. Moving is can be beneficial sometime, right? <laughs> so before we went to the break, we talked about what are some tips we can give those young brothers and sisters out there that might be interested in, in science or get them to kind of look at that as an option to go into the medical field. Yeah, I think the number one tip that I could think of is just um, knowing that it's okay to fail, especially if you are the first one in your family um, or the first one trying this different field or just don't have anyone who's been in the STEM field or in the medicine field. Because um, even being um, the firstborn in my family and being the first person in my family to go to college and to go through this entire process mm-hmm. and knowing that there are times where you will feel you will be in a place in a new space and not know anything or know what's going on or know what to do mm-hmm. but knowing that honestly you can find the resources that are there to help you and to um I think one thing that really helped was just being able to talk to people within like this community with this clinic mm-hmm. um talk to older members ask them since a lot of them were um minority women trying to be in this medical field and like talking to them asking them like what's been your experience what is your experience um but just knowing that it's okay to fail it's okay you can just just fail and then get back up and learn from that and learn from just um those experiences as well good i think for me also um finding that support group Mm -hmm. so finding people that have that same interest not to compete or like be like oh i'm better than you but Mm -hmm. more like hey we both have a goal we both want to go into healthcare. we both are trying to figure out what's our way to do that and let's help each other out let's Mm -hmm. study together let's find these like resources and like um, ways to go get involved together Mm -hmm. and i think that's really powerful because for me um I uh, I was originally, like I got into healthcare like by volunteering at a hospital um, with friends though like we we all applied together like we were just like oh like let's you know we we all like this like um, hospitals right by our school so like let's see what they do for volunteering and it's like a little intimidating going by yourself but when you have like a buddy or like a friend there mm-hmm. with you you're just like all right one of us says one part and the other one says the other and like we'll both just ask if we right. want to do it right right and that's that's how I I got in we got in together and then we like build that kind of community among each other and then here um, going into Davis there's a lot of programs that are here to support um, women of color men of color um, there's a lot of there's a lot of opportunity here to get su- the support that you need in whichever field that you want to get into for example so like in um, sciences there's a biology um, research program for um, undergraduates, like the first two years of your um, um, your your college experience, mm-hmm. you can you can uh, apply, at, and they really gear it towards um, minority minority groups. You know, low income, um, first in your family, mm-hmm. um, people of color. So then they find that you uh, you get um, you can apply. And then when you get in, they give you a lot of resources. So for me, I got that support work where it's like, okay, maybe I'm not as good in chemistry as I thought I was. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, they give you that training. It's like you're over here working with like chemistry until like 1 a.m. Like, you know, like together though with your friends and stuff. And that's how you build friendships. And you're all like, all right, I remember that day too. Mm -hmm. But here... But look at how far we've come, and now we're over here like acing like chemistry exams, you know, like over over other like other people who don't have that system. Yeah. Right. So it's like finding that su- those support groups, and there's a lot of there's a lot of good resources that you can find to like get support. And just to add on, you remind me another tip I would also add on um, is it's okay to just ask for help because I know even with classes, um, especially with college courses, um, a lot of them 
were a lot difficult than I expected them to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. And so I remember I was always in the tutoring room. I mean, just asking for help or if it meant just staying after class and just asking for help or yeah. saying, I'm sorry, but I don't understand this. Yeah. Can you break this down Speaking a different way? Uh, just honestly, just reaching out, asking for help and getting those resources yeah. um, was very, very helpful for me. That's yeah, good. I, I think it's definitely true because when you're in a, so for example, at Davis, the class sizes are really big. Mm-hmm. So like when you're in a chemistry class, like even if it's general chemistry, you're in a class of 500 people. Wow. And the thing is, it's not even like you're turning around to face each other. You're in movie theater style. So like you're all facing forward. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it does kind of give you that feeling where it's like, I feel like I can't really talk to anyone. Like you're, fa- you're facing forward professors in the front giving you a powerpoint presentation of mm-hmm. what what is chemistry or like what you thought chemistry was mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's really like taking advantage of like these kind of like support systems mm-hmm. like you know like your tas your um professors but also most importantly your classmates because they are all in the same boat and it's it's really critical for that because it's it's you it's something that you shouldn't be doing alone. You can't do yeah. this on it's, your own. It's yeah. really hard. It's too hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't let pride get in the way. Find the supports. Find that network that's going to support you, that you guys can support each other to get through it. It sounds mm-hmm. like that's that's the only way that you're gonna, you'll get through it. And there's yeah. a lot of community spaces. Like in uh, Davis, we have, like, um, racial and ethnic support centers. Mm-hmm. So we have the CADs for um, the black population. So it's, like, the Center for African Diaspora Success mm-hmm. Center student success student success yes Mm -hmm. so then there's also one for like um the latinx population they have class like the center for like like they have like ones for like the latinx population they have one for the native american population they have one for is it i think they're building is it one for asian possibly potentially possibly Yeah. Yeah. yeah But that's something that they're also working on and creating spaces like through the cross-cultural center to mm-hmm. make retreats, make activities for people to get together and then mm-hmm. network with each other and be like, hey, we're both interested. We're both this major. Let's both work together and kind of build this. There's mm-hmm. also like clubs and stuff that like are for like black engineers. Like there's there's mm-hmm. a lot of um, programs like that on campus. Sounds like there's a lot of support out at UC Davis. You just got to find it. You just, just got to find yeah, it. You just got to look, but it is there. So let's go to the, the, the thing that we've been teasing or I've been teasing all morning. Morning. Mm-hmm. Next Saturday, you have the it's the cancer screening uh, day. It's yes, a- it's our Own Your Health Cancer Health Fair. Um, this is just um, free uh, event we're having next Saturday um, at our current space, um, three four and five Martin Luther King Boulevard, um, and it's a free event just providing free mammogram screenings um, to patients and community members, but also providing other cancer health education and resources. Mm -hmm. um, And this includes just providing oral screenings, also providing flu clinic as well, um, and also nutrition nutrition clinics, so providing um, free fruits and veggies because nutrition does play a huge overall aspect or huge role in just cancer health in general. Um, and so we are partnering with several other student-run clinics as well. And so get to see just not only our clinic, but other student-run clinics as well. Um, and also each clinic will be presenting on cancer health and like um, education on like how to, um, you know, go for different screenings or get the diagno- um, get those early, sc- those screenings early. Mm-hmm. Um, and also just fun time as well um just get to go through the mammogram screening get the education get the resources you need um and then come out come out um 
healthier and stronger with more knowledge. Okay. So it's the Own Your Health Cancer Fair. Uh, it's a free event that serves to provide basic primary care services, mammogram screenings, cancer awareness, and education for the Oak Park and surrounding communities of Sacramento. Now, you can get mammogram screenings, like we talked about, a self-breast exam workshop, so learn how to do those breast exams. They all, they also will provide a flu clinic, like um, like uh, Yemi said, fruits and vegetables, dental resources, education, and so much more. So make sure you bring the whole family out. It's happening next Saturday from 9 to 3 p.m. at 3415 Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard in Sacramento. You don't want to miss this event. It is going to be huge. And if you want more information, go to imaniclinic.org to get more details. Pretty good? Yes. All right. Yes. Now I want to talk about one final thing before we go. You have the Imani, and it's not happening here, which you know you've already heard me talk about it, but the Imani Bolt is something in support of the clinic, correct? Yes. Or of all the student-run clinics? Uh, just Imani Clinic. Oh, okay. Imani Clinic. Okay. Um, it's one of our biggest fundraising events that we put on as a clinic, and so it's a 5K event. It happens in Davis on the UC Davis campus, and so um, just community members come in there and go for the run, but it's also a way for us to... Um, generate funding in order to keep our services running and to be to provide care for um, our patients and everyone that walks through our doors. Okay. Yeah, like what Yemi was saying, it's a great way for you to bring the family out and just kind of experience health. We also bring in a lot of um, other services in as like um, for like um, a fair. Like we do, we have like people do like their little pop-ups. So like they have um, like clubs on campus as well as like other clinics as well. So if you feel like someone you know could benefit from some other resources, that's also a thing that we have there too. And we do lots of prizes. So we do like, um, yeah, like we do a lot of raffle prizes from like businesses in Sacramento and Davis. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of cool things for anyone. So that's the Imani Bolt, and it's happening Sunday, April 7th. Uh, The race will begin at the East Quad at UC Davis. So if you want information, you can go on their website, imaniclinic.org, and actually scroll over to the very last tab. It says Imani Bolt 2019, and you can get all of the information, and you can register um, for the race. What are some other ways the community can support the Imani Clinic? Um, we do have one big event during the summer, the uh, ULAZY Family Health Fair. Um, so this is a fair that we host every year um, for the past, oh gosh, 10, 10 or so years. Um, and this is just an event where it's for the community to come in, to get to know more about Imani Clinic, but also get to know more about just the community resources that are available in the Oak Park community and in in surrounding um communities in the Sacramento area and so it's a very family fun children friendly event um we provide free food food um entertainment I know last year we had um um African drumming and also um different type of different types of (laughs) entertainment as well and Mm -hmm. also local performers performers and singers um and so it's a very um fun family orientated event um, for the community. Okay. And does the clinic take maybe like endowments or other uh, financial uh, donations or anything like that? Yes. Um, so we do have a donation tab on our um, what clinic website, moneyclinic.org. Um, so we do we are nonprofit student org. So if you do have a special interest in wanting to just uh, donate and help us provide the services that we do provide to the community, um, please do donate. Um, whatever you are able to, whatever you feel like you would um, 
would like to. Um, we do have a donation tab as well on the website. Okay. And do you take volunteers at all, community volunteers, or is it just strictly the students that run the program? So right now it is more or less for students, um, mm-hmm. but we have previously um, and are open to taking um, community volunteers for our outreach aspect mm-hmm. of Imani. Um, but in terms of um, for clinic and providing clinical care, mm-hmm. um, it's for now it's for students. Um, Okay. Yeah, we want to build that undergraduate experience. You know, people are trying to figure out, is medicine for me? So, mm-hmm. like, giving them that space. And it's not just UC Davis students. We're also taking students from Sac- Sacramento State. That, oh, nice. That is a thing that we have going on. We have several volunteers that come from there. So, like, we're – and they're great volunteers, so we hope to get more. Um, and going back to Elysia Fair, it's a great way for other, like, black-owned businesses to show what they're doing, too. Mm. We've had Afro yoga be a, a way that people um, can get involved, you know, like, the way that they get healthy, but it's a way to promote a business, too. So mm-hmm. we really want to, like, promote those, like, networks in Oak Park, too. Okay, good. Matt, so the Ulazy happens at when? At <clears throat> what time of the year does Ulazy happen? Um, during the summertime, okay. usually August, September. Okay. Um, but if date will be finalized coming up, and then yeah. it'll be posted on our website as all well. Right. So you'll be able to get all the information and details by going to their website. <coughs> Excuse me. ImaniClinic.org. Man, fighting a cold. I apologize. ImaniClinic.org for all of your details and information. Again, the clinic is located at 3415 Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard in Sacramento. If you want to give them a call, call 916-475-9582 or visit their website, ImaniClinic.org. What parting words do you have for our guests, ladies? Well... We hope that we can see you soon, even if it's not in clinic, hopefully in our outreach. And also, if there's any services that you think we're not providing or that we can provide for you, let us know. We're mm-hmm. here for you. Okay. Yes, right. I think I'll just add on to that. We are here for you. We are, um, our doors are open every Saturday. Just um, come on by, say hi, or um, book an appointment. We're here. Yeah, yeah. Again, the Imani Clinic is open every Saturday from 8 to 2. Again, they take walk-ins and appointments. Um, Is there any, um, in regards to appointments, is there any time frame or do you have to call the week of, do you have to call that morning? Does it matter? It doesn't matter. Just call. um, If you need it, just call that number. um, Listen on our website. Um, and then we'll help you book an appointment. Yeah. So, so do you have appointment slots and walk-in as well, or they're not yes. all taken up by appointments? Yes. Okay, good. So people can come in, it's like, well, we have appointments that day, but it's like, hey, I need to be seen. It's like, totally take you. We will okay. add you to our list. And with appointments, you can make an appointment for whatever day works for you. Okay. And if we want to, like, do, like, a revisit, it's like you come in and it's like, hey, I need to be seen in, like, maybe three weeks or so. We do that, too. Okay. Imani Clinic, doing great things in the Oak Park community, 3415 Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard in Sacramento. Give them a call at 916-475-9582. They're open every Saturday from 8 to 2. They take not only appointments, but they take walk-ins as well. And it's staffed by students of UC Davis um, and Sac State. Um, so I love how you have that partnership there. But really, they're here for the community. Not only are they get providing health care services, but they're providing outreach services as well. And you can get all of the details and information if you go to their website, imaniclinic.org. Ladies, did you want to say something? Oh, no. yeah, 
Just thank you for having us. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure having you today. I am so proud of you. Um, you're about to graduate and become doctors, getting your white coat uh, very soon, and then moving on to bigger and better things. And I'm sure that uh, we'll be looking for you. Listeners, be looking for these two young ladies because I have a feeling they're going to be doing some big things in the world. It's Yemi Lawrence and Foxy Robinson representing the Imani Clinic. Again, the clinic is at 3415 Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard in Sacramento. The number is 916-475-9582. Or you can visit their website at imaniclinic.org. Yes. Oh, and just a reminder, um, our new our new site um, starting March 2nd is um, twenty is going to be in Wall Space Center, um, 24, um, 25 Alhambra Boulevard um, in Sacramento as well. And, and when you guys are moving March 2nd, but March the 2nd. events that's happening next Saturday is still going to be at the, the uh, old... The current location, site, yes. Current location. Exactly. yes. So if you show up to the, um, the location at the Oak Park Community Center, it's like, I need primary care. Even though we're having the cancer screening that, uh, in that location, we'll send you over to our new location at Alhambra. Mm-hmm. Don't forget to catch the cancer screening uh, event that's happening next Saturday. Um, tell them, give them more details about that again. Um, yes, yeah, so it's next Saturday um, at our current site, um, three four one five Martin Luther King Boulevard. Um, it's just we'll be providing free uh, mammogram screenings as well as other. Um, health resources and education, including oral screenings, uh, flu clinic, um, fruits and veggies, and everything else. Um, So please come out, um, bring your family, um, and come out and just get get the resources and um, education that would help you. And you can also meet uh, Dr. Shakiri, who is going to be out there as well. Again, it is the cancer... um, I, I want to say cancer screening health fair, but that's not. Is that it? <laughs> it's kind it's of it. on, on your health cancer. <laughs> on your health fair. Cancer <laughs> health fair. Okay. Um, also, I want to remind you today, you still have time. Demystifying health in the black communities happening today from 12 to 2 at 700 8th Street. That's the County of Sacramento building. Go and be part of the discussion about black health in the black community. And I also wanted to remind you one more thing about the Imani Clinic. They have some specialty clinics going on too. Again, you can find all of this on their website but they have a legal clinic every first saturday pediatrics clinic every second saturday also a cardiology clinic every second saturday and dermatology clinic every fourth saturday and coming up uh, today (laughs) and and mammogram screening uh next sun next saturday march 2nd that's happening as well imani clinic doing some wonderful things in the oak park community make sure you go out and be part of the conversation today demystifying health in the black community again it's at 708 street from 12 to 2 and the own your health cancer health fair next saturday from 9 to 3 at their current location which is at 3415 martin luther king jr boulevard in sacramento have we covered everything? You yeah. covered it. You covered it <laughs> all. all. All right. This is Full Circle. I'm your host, Ms. Wanda. I apologize. Fighting a cold, but it's all good. It's all here for you. And uh, thank you for listening to the show today. Uh, hopefully, I'll be well by next Saturday. We'll see you then. Take care. Feel better. Empowerment through conversation. That starts with you. Tell us what topics you want to hear. Drop us a line at fullcircle975 at gmail.com.